Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lion Share podcast. Not going to lie, this isn't going to be a fun one. Andrew and I just spoke about this on Wednesday's episode. We haven't had this feeling in a while. Here it is, rearing its ugly head again. We've got the Lions of old past. Uh, 38 to 6, they fall to the Ravens today. Uh, the 20 point streak is over. Long live points if you're the Detroit Lions. The wins by 14 plus is over. Um, I'll say this. If you're going to lose bad, don't half-ass it. Just go all the way and lose like you look like an 0-17 team today. Nothing like the last four weeks from the Lions today. Um, we're going to talk about all that. Talk about Lions-Ravens, albeit in a condensed version. Not as in-depth as we normally would because I think we're all in agreements here that we are on to Las Vegas. We are on to the Raiders here coming up on Monday Night Football on the Devil's Night, the night before Halloween. Um, and then we'll talk about NFL Week 7, and we'll close with College Football Week 8. So, boys, let's just get into the nitty-gritty, the ugly, the whatever you want to call it that was today. Felt like, uh, I know we talked in the group chat, felt like this was the Panthers game from last year, slash the Patriots game last year, 29 to nothing. The Lions lost to the Patriots early. I believe it was Week 5 last year. That's when the wheels really started to fall off. Um, and I don't know about you guys if you saw this, but... This is just, maybe we can chalk this up to the fact that the Lions wore the blue pants today. Um, they were also wearing the blue pants against the Panthers last year, and that ugly was showing. So, people are saying. They should have wore their brown pants. I... <laughs> I don't have, I can't add anything else. You were going to add something there. You started. The blue pants look way better. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. The blue pants just look better. I, I, although I will say, is there a difference between the blue pants with the silver on the side and just the all blue pants? How fine-tuned can we go onto the uniform to find out what the problem is? I think the blue looks good. I think it should be the permanent switch. Have not lost with the white pants or the, the silver silver pants? Gray, whatever you want to call them. Honolulu silver? The white pants. The, the all whites. The icy whites. They had them against the Chiefs. Nobody looked bad in all whites. This has just become a uniform podcast today. This is how bad it was today. Mm-hmm. Because what do we have to really uh, take away from this one besides bad? Um, Humble Pie 2.0, similar to the Seahawks game earlier this year. Uh, the blue the blue wave was strong. I guess you could say the Lions fans were there strong. The Lions, even uh, uh, the official Lions social media team, I don't know, the corporate team, whatever you want to call them, uh, buying drinks for everybody at the bar the night before. Felt like the energy was there, uh, and then the, the game started. <laughs> uh, Dan said it wasn't the energy that was the problem today. It was just uh, lack of discipline and among a billion other things. But the energy, he said it wasn't the energy today. You guys have any feeling towards that? It looked like, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I, I guess it's discipline. If Dan says it's discipline, they just, you know, I was when we were talking about it in the text, I told you guys, they just, the Ravens wanted it more. I mean, it looked like the Ravens were playing harder and the line, it, it was definitely discipline. I think you said it right. Discipline and a billion other things. Um, so maybe the energy was there, but I, personally, I didn't see it watching from the boob tube. Yeah, I think there was a lot of underestimations uh, today. Uh, underestimating uh, Baltimore. The city as a whole and the team fans as well. Their fans look good today as they should at a home stadium underestimate underestimated mother nature. Um, I didn't take wind into account whatsoever. I think we said it on last show and boy, was that wind whipping Jared don't, I don't think through one spiral on the day. If I don't know what the next gen stats stop at, but I don't think there was one spiral on the day. We underestimated the, uh, the star alignments on the week. Uh, just underestimations all over the place today. Goff looked really not informed today. And the soul, the whole Lions didn't look informed today. But my God, I hope we don't have... I know. I think we only have two more outdoor games, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a good sign. But um, Goff, I mean, he's never been the most, uh, most spiral guy out there, even in good weather. And you throw a little bit of wind into the factor. And uh, boy, was that ugly... Just just bad across the board. There were penalties, holdings on Sewell, uh, missed assignments. Goff was getting pressured and sacked more than we've ever seen. 
Uh, there were some drops. Um, it's just undisciplined across the board. Um, I don't know about you guys. We talked about this, but uh, I know we may disagree on this, but is this a bury the tape game? I Yeah, we did talk about it. I disagree. I, uh, I stand with Andrew. I think Andrew made a good point. We kind of said similar things. You just... I don't think you can always bury the tape. I think that's like a one-trick pony to me. Bury the tape last year when you need a full reset. Now you're too good of a team. See what your mistakes were. Focus in on it. Um, I, I think I said you got to shove it in their faces, and you do. Like, he, you know, DC said it in the post game. It's a little bit of a wake-up call. Maybe this is what they needed, but I think you got to make them relive it and learn from the mistakes they made. I stand, uh, I stand side-by-side with Fort Wayne on this one. This is the learn from it tape. Uh, a lot of young guys on this team. We talked about it last year. Very young team. Still a young team. Added four more starting rookies in a minimum. Um, so still a young team. Have to learn from this one. Have to show them this tape. And, you know, thing that stands out to me right away is that nobody stood up and wanted to do anything. Nobody came out when they were down and made a play. The only person I can think of is Aiden. Um but other than that, you know, outside of him, nobody really wanted to be that spark plug that we talk about. So I think that's something that you show that you show him. Yeah, the only thing I think about this is bury the tape is they were so bad across the board, so bad that it almost it's just so uncharacteristic, so unlike we've seen them all all year this year that I think it's just a move on. I don't know if there's anything you can look at and, and shove it in their face. I think the guys know what they did. And I think everybody's on the same page as far as what today was. It was it was shit. It was dog shit. So I think that's the only case you can make towards it being a bury the tape game. I think you still have to review it, though, because it shows you good weaknesses in the defense right now. And that's, and that's what we talked about pregame to this on Wednesday's show, Wednesday, Thursday's show. Shut down Lamar. Keep him in the pocket. But when he does break containment, we talked about how he runs east and west a lot, not south and or north and south. And he keeps that ability to sling the ball downfield. And you guys saw it. It almost seemed designed a couple times. Runs east and west and then slings it downfield after all the backers have committed to the run. Um, shows a lot of weaknesses in our defense and a lot of places we can learn and improve from. Agreed. And... Um... On the reverse side of this, speaking of tape, um, a lot of teams probably going to be looking at this tape who have the Lions on their schedule in the upcoming weeks and the rest of the year, right? Because a lot had been made about the improvements that the defense had been making, you know, really good, really strong against the run, um, a little less strong against the pass, but overall doing way better than last year. DVOA uh, fairly high, defensive rankings way higher than they were last year. And then the Ravens come into town and they put up 503 yards of offense today so uh it's gonna be glaring for you um for you lions shareholders out there um and for the lions as a whole just uh not a bad showing or not a good showing um and then the and the and the the teams will be looking to exploit the tape that they saw today as the ravens clearly had it schemed out from the beginning right from the get-go i know mitch and i were talking about this we all were talking about this it's just it felt like one of those that as soon as the ball was kicked off, the Lions weren't going to win today. It, at, at no point today did I really feel like the Lions had a chance to come back in this game. It felt like first drive, set the tone. We saw what the Ravens were going to be about today, and uh, it was just ugly. I think you're right. I think they, they scored on that first drive, and I believe the quote inside the house from me was, uh-oh. Like it just felt like it was way too easy. I know they they had the one big chunk play, but it just they never stopped. It was just never in doubt for the Ravens. And even though, even in a blowout during the halftime, Aaron Andrews was like, "Yeah, John Harbaugh is still pissed off. Like he doesn't like that there was an interception at the end, uh, or was it fumble? I'm sorry, fumble. wasn't it? fumble? Sorry, thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know." I, I'm with you. Never never felt like the Lions had a chance today. I thought they showed a little hope uh, towards the end of the sec- uh, first half there. Uh, Aiden had that uh, strip, kind of, and fumble recovery. It was a very nice move by him. It was kind of a, 
botched handoff, actually, now that I think about it. Still great recovery by him. And then all hope really went out the door when uh, they couldn't convert points off of that one. Because you know they were getting the ball back after half. And, I mean, credit to the Ravens. They wanted the ball. They they won the hand uh, coin toss, wanted the ball, went out, took it, took it to the Lions. And then, like I said, they got that. They got that turnover. I thought there was a little hope. Didn't score. Lost all of it. And then they needed to score coming out of the half, too. Just couldn't do it. And that's... I think that was about when the TV went off for me. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting that the Ravens took the ball. Usually teams defer, almost always defer that. And they decided to take the ball. Um, May have been playing into their scheme for they had drawn up for today. But um, to your point, I had a little bit of optimism with the fumble. Um, that, like you said, as soon as they couldn't score off of that, um, it was all gone. And you'll hear that in our halftime capsules. Just no hope. Usually trying to be optimistic here. Um, the only optimism I had during the day was, you know, the first uh, first score of the game, game for the Ravens. All I could think was scripted plays are good for the Ravens. Let's see what they do when they get off the script. And uh, yeah, no, it didn't. Things did not change. Lions could not get a single sack today. No sacks today. Uh, had a few pressures that got close, but couldn't wrap them up when it came time and uh on the other side of the ball lions gave up five sacks which is i don't quote me on this shareholders but i believe that's the most sacks of the year for sure given up in one game for the lions i don't see a game out there where they have given up more than five that's for sure and i don't know if you guys noticed too Vitai first game back here after a couple out looked like he struggled a little bit to mesh back with the guys he was a little late i know i saw at least three or four times he's blocking right blocking right blocking right knows there's another guy coming inside and he's just a half step slow cutting that hole off um so it's just a little tough to see him come back and not not excel to where he wants to be really would like to see jonah jackson come back hopefully next week or maybe after the buy at this point needed um big v out there trying to do what he can um, but the offensive line is not the same unit without all the core guys together as one unit. That's when they're the strongest, of course. Um, and the other other injuries, of course, we we mentioned. You know, David Mon- no good. David Montgomery plays a big impact on this game as well. However, no excuses for thirty eight six. The injuries don't equate to anything resulting. You got to at least put up a fight in this game if you're Alliance. Like you said, Mitch, if they put up a fight in this game, you feel better about it. This just feels like two steps back. On a lot of on a lot of great steps forward that they'd had this year. Question for you guys: ex- Exiting this game, knowing what we know now, do you see or did anybody else emerge to you that's possible trade deadline guys moving? Not that I know, but I I was gonna po- pose the question to you guys too as well. Is they've got to go get somebody on defense, whether that's edge rusher, D end cornerbacks secondary help i don't think they need to go linebacker core that's probably your your one area that you don't have to go to but they need something on defense they got to go get somebody there's they need a piece if they're going to win a game in the playoffs or win two games in the playoffs they they clearly need somebody on defense they need help on the edge i i you know i think once the secondary gets healthy um you know mosley going down for the year really sucks but it feels like we can make it to the playoffs this year, despite what the, the nation saw today. Uh, you do that. It sounds like you've got CJ back. You got to think, you know, Bryant Branch played today, so he's back. They need help on. They need help off the edge. A, they need someone else other than Aiden, because uh, it's that, that was the that was the big problem today. Holds aside, um, you know, we just never got in Lamar's face. He looked way too comfortable and. As soon as they got close, he kind of took two steps to the right, and then he had five more seconds to throw the ball. So they need they need pressure help for sure. Absolutely, and we talked about it on the last show. Um, you know, the weakness of the Lions was obviously that passing defense, and our front rush, our front four, our rushing, our rushers have kind of helped our backfield, and with all the injuries and everything, they've gotten pressure on the quarterback. They've made guys uncomfortable wasn't there today so i don't know if you get somebody for the for db help or or you actually do go edge rusher like you guys are saying to to kind of help and i guess protect the the dbs kind of 
kind of folds them in, gives them a little help up front rather than actual help. Yeah, we've seen what the defense can be when they do get pressure. They look a lot stronger when they do get pressure in those last four games. It was it was shown. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see what they do. Dan, uh, we talked about it in the past, but Brad and Dan, not really. They're you know more build by the draft kind of guys. I don't know who they would go out and get, but uh, certainly it feels like if this was a puzzle, if the defense was a puzzle, they're missing pieces. At least one piece needed something. You know, talked about it in last year's shows, right, Andrew? Menace. We've got we've got a couple guys out there, but we're missing we're missing something there on defense. And obviously, no Jerry Jacobs today hurt. You had Will Harris out there just struggling once again. Um, he's not the answer, that's for sure. He's not gonna he's not gonna get you wins against teams of the upper echelon like the Ravens and uh, Jerry Jacobs. I don't know about you guys. Did you hear what, what the heck happened on Saturday to pop him up on the injury report with the knee? Haven't heard anything. I mean, the more mysterious one could be Marvin Jones. That's for personal reasons. So we assume that's family or personal matters, mental health, one of the three. Um, And I'll add to that as well. Charles Harris was a healthy scratch today too, which was a little weird. You know, speaking of edge help, that would have been a guy right there. And not to jump completely off topic, but edge help, uh, the Okora, Julian, looked like he was, uh, they were putting him out there just to give tape on him to get rid of him at the deadline. Seems like he's the guy that's going to move for me, but I digress on that. Nice. There's one. Yeah. Trade deadlines in uh, next Tuesday. Um, I believe it's on Halloween this year. So if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next week. Spooky. Spooky. It's going to be, it's going to be really spooky if the lines don't get someone, which I don't know if they will or not. We've talked about it. I just, it feels like they're not going to, and they're just going to, the, the mentality has to be, let's go into Vegas, take care of business and then get healthy off the buy. We'll see. They're home against the Raiders. Let's let's welcome in Vegas, take care of business, get healthy and come see our sphere. And cut. Yeah, right. We're what's what's the what's the spear got on Detroit, right? Meat monster. I think he just didn't we just didn't want to reply to you. He just wanted to mouth it. Okay. I'm supposed to repeat it. He said nothing, folks, for the shareholders out there who are uh, uninitiated. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's roll the, uh, let's roll the halftime capsules here, Tommy, and then we'll come out of it with a a little star reading from Andrew. Halftime capsule from that utter embarrassment, disaster, throwback game that makes me just want to vomit. Outcoached, outplayed. There's nobody that jumped on a plane to Baltimore this week wearing Honolulu blue that has any interest in winning. Ravens want it more. It's just a complete disaster. They got no pressure on defense. Lamar looks so comfortable. It's the Seahawks game all over again, but way worse on steroids. Uh, It's just sad and pathetic. I think the only thing that they can hope for now is you come out and you show signs of life because they are going to be viewed absolutely differently this week in the NFL if they can't figure out a way to make this at least competitive. But Golf doesn't look good. Uh, I don't know where JMO's at. They just don't want to throw the deep ball because it's too windy. I'm not sure, but it's just a bad look for the for the Lions. Uh, again, hope, hopefully they can show some signs of life because this just ain't it. Okay, shareholders, here we are. 28-0. Wouldn't say we're looking hot. It's not 28 in our favor. It's zero in our favor. I will say, let's start with the positives. Aiden Hutchinson, athletic play, getting that fumble recovery right there before the half. Put the offense in a position to make a play. Amon Ra wanted to make a play. Tough holding call there to end it. All right, that was it for the positives. Negatives. A whole bunch. They're all over the field. A lot of spacing coverage. Front line's not getting to Lamar. When you do, he's getting away from you too easy. I know there's a lot of holdings. They're not going to call him. we got to play through it. I think at this point it's about coming out here. We're going to get the ball to start. So it's about coming out here, 
getting a score to start and then defense getting a stop. It's as simple as that. It's basic football. That's what you got to go back to. Turn it around. Starts with a score and a stop. That's about all I can say here, shareholders. So I'm going to leave it. Let's go Lions. I mean, it's laughable, really. Uh, Lions just flat out didn't show up. The Lions clearly never left Tampa Bay. Uh, they're just not playing today. Um, that's all it can say. You know, humble pie 2.0. It's the Seahawks game. Ghosts of games past. It's the it's the Panthers game from last year. It's just ugly. Uh, no no way around it. Fumble recovery before the half gave you a glimmer. I mean I mean the smallest glimmer of hope ever. Um, at least to see some fight there maybe. Uh, they don't even get a points off that turnover. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I usually try to be a little optimistic in these, but it's over. I mean, it really is. Um, it's on to next week at this point. Um, try to try to put some points up on the board. I don't know. Squander what you can here. Uh, you could just smell it early that this was going to be one of those games for the Lions. We see them do this. They refuse to adjust on offense and defense. And you could smell it early, and you just hope that it was going to go away and that the new-look Lions would prove us wrong. But, uh just one of those days, folks. On to Monday Night Football versus the Raiders. That one doesn't count. We weren't talking to the shareholders. It doesn't count. <laughs> uh, how do you want to lead me in here? How do you want to, do you want to lead this in? I thought you were just going to take up the baton and run. Oh, okay. I think yeah. he just did. And... <laughs> Action! Well, boys, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you guys are astrology experts, if you keep it up on your star charts. We may have made a vital mistake and may need to uh, check in on this a little more often. Star charts leading into this game. So Saturday before the game, let me just give you a little star chart. And I don't know if you know this, but the Aquarius moon created a fixed T-square with Mars and Scorpio and Jupiter, and they were in retrograde with Taurus. So... As you know, uh, this is extremely fraught and intense behavior, and it, it leads to arguments. Um, so we saw a lot of that today here on Sunday. Very ugly. What we really got to look out for is we got a lunar. Our next full moon is going to be a lunar eclipse. We're going to have more come in on, in on that in the next week. But who's to say what that's going to do for our star charts here in the next weeks? And uh, something we're going to have to look out for. We might have to have that every each and every week going into Wednesday's shows. Um, so look for that on uh, on Wednesday's show about uh, the Raiders matchup here on on Devil's Night, the night before Halloween, coming up on Monday Night Football. Um, more on that to come. Um, yeah, so if we want to want to put a little chapter close on this one, um, I think we can uh, we can trim the fat from the blue wave that was sweeping the nation. You know, we had a lot of bandwagon fans jumping on the board who are now uh, trashing the Lions. So you can you can only love the Lions if you loved them in the bad times in order to love them in the good times. So we're gonna trim the fats, keep the real ones around. Uh, we'll we'll chill, chill the coach of year talk. We'll chill the MVP talk about golf. We'll chill the power rankings. I'm sure on Wednesday when we update this that the Lions are gonna fall from grace. Um, you know from the top five probably, um, and eat some humble pie. So um, going forward. Um, you got a nice long week, a little extended long week with the Monday night game on on uh, on Monday versus the, the Raiders. So uh, if you're the Lions, you got to crush the Raiders on Monday night and uh, right the ship, head into the bye and feel feel good about it. We talked about it uh, off air, I believe, before Wednesday's show, but you, you, you had two games here with the Raiders and the Ram, uh, Ravens and the Raiders. Um, you could win one of them, but you can't lose both of them, right? And that's the important thing here for the Lions. You're five and two now. Don't go five and three into the bye. That 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 opens up trouble on the second half of the season. All right. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Bam play, Bam oh yeah, no, of the week? I forgot about this section because um, I didn't have one. I put NA for mine. I think. Yeah, I, and then I put C above, and I think. Andrew? Oh yeah, my uh, my band players of the week were um, all the members of the service industry this week. So we saw the bar workers; uh, they're getting all the libations for all of our Detroit traveling fans. 
probably one one seat has to go to the bus drivers getting them to and from the airport that leads us to our pilots in the sky and all of our flight attendants so they really deserve the nod from us this week thank you for your service to all those service uh service members out there um and then one update of course mo abraham ibrahim uh surgery on the dislocated hip currently staying in baltimore for the night at least um so we're praying for him thoughts for him um unfortunate first 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 game action as a rookie coming out of minnesota gets hurt on special teams gets carted off dislocated hip like we mentioned surgery going on stay strong mo and uh last thing about this game is we had predicted mitch said lions 21 ravens 17 andrew had 19 18 Lions and I had 21-18 Lions and I had also added a caveat to mine that was uh, it was going to end with a Cam Sutton inter- interception that I I saw in a dream I saw the Lions flash six and one with a Cam Sutton interception to end it I'm an idiot um, and speaking of idiots we are all below 500 here in the Week Seven recap so let's talk about Week Seven in the NFL um, all, all equally below yes. 500. I think that's an important note. We're all we're all five Correct. and six right ben, now. Correct. five and six. Baloney Slinger five and six. Fort Wayne five and six. That puts our running totals at Ben sixty nine and thirty six. Nice. Andrew fifty five and fifty. Mitch sixty nine and thirty six. Nice. So Mitch and I just continue to be a magnet. We cannot. We can. We can pick different games, but we end up in the same spot. We might as well just combine our picks and start picking the same teams across the board. That's all. It, all it's going to result in is a tie either way i would be ecstatic to draw with you at the end of the year i'm just i was going to propose that the uh the bills the patriots pick over the bills that i had should be worth two points for this week i agree no with mitchell okay you were going to add something before i said that I was just going to say I'm happy to be uh, considered still in the week-to-week picks. I'm glad that you guys are still allowing me to make decisions. 14 games seems like a lot, but there's a it's a long season. We've got a lot of weeks left. We've got 10 weeks left. Um, yeah, you got, you're got you sitting fine. You're right where you want to be, sitting back there in second, third place, just like a NASCAR driver, just waiting for the time to uh, catch the draft and do a little bump and run and 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 head head to first place so don't count yourself out kid um we will have some separation too you've you've got the eagles tonight which they've got the kelly green on so could be trouble could be trouble for me they got the the old school logo painted on midfield too they went all out with the with the i saw that That was cool yeah um all right let's go game by game here shit 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 jaguars Saints Thursday night football. This one was a blowout at one point. Make Andrew, make Andrew do it. Make Andrew, Andrew do take it. Take us away. Slap me in the face the next time I, I even think about taking Derek Carr in these losers. Hey, but it looked like it might come true. Last possession of the game, the Saints get four cracks at the end zone there to tie the game or potentially go for two and take the win. So you you almost came out victorious in this one. So once again, don't sell yourself short. That says it all. Get four cracks at it. Can't get it in the end zone. Don't let me pick these guys. I don't do what I did in reverse course on the Falcons, only for them to win in my face. So next time you don't take the Saints, they're probably going to get in the dub. So uh, put the, put a note in here, Tommy. For the next time Andrew picks the Saints, go uh, Contra and go against him. All right, you guys ready to go to? Let's go to let's go to Sunday. Raiders, Bears. Uh, this one, this one was interesting. Um, obviously, the Raiders did not have us have their Jimmy G at the helm. However, the Bears. Um, people are asking, are they better with Bajent? It they very well could be. I don't. I, I think the Raiders are also just bad. I think the Raiders just stink out loud, and I, I'm gonna. I'm going to pose it now because I texted you guys and told you to get your thoughts ready. Who is the bigger joke head coach, Josh McDaniels or Brandon Staley? Are you asking me? Because I feel like the only answer you really Both need of to you. know is bad. I'm going to say McDaniels and fairly confidently. 
Who, Andrew? I'm going to say Staley, just because he has more talent around him. Still can't get it done. Yeah, I I would probably lean towards Staley, but it's it's bad. I mean, if if the Raiders don't start showing signs of life at some point, Josh McDaniels is just an offensive coordinator forever. You you have to. I don't care what you signed him for. You have to let him go at a certain point. Like he's he's a joke. But again, so is Staley. I thought it was an appropriate time since they both lost today. And the Blinds will play both of these teams, Raiders next week, and the and the the Chargers. Out of the bye. So there you go. The next two head coaches right there. Uh, like the Lions odds there. Um, yeah, I, I just, I've never been a McDaniels guy. I, I feel like Brandon Staley can can still make something of his tenure in in L.A. Uh, you know, I was really hoping for a good showing today. Ooh. Had the Chargers against the Chiefs here. Felt decent about it in the first half, only for the Chargers not to score in the second half. Um, that one hurts. That's a yikes. That's part of the reason Ben's sitting below 500 right now, five and six. Really need Philly to to uh, to score here. It looks like they're driving, which is a good sign. Um, and then, and then, yeah, we'll 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 figure that out. But uh, let's move to the Browns at the Colts, then, shall we? The roof is open in this one. Mitch, shout out to you for this one. Um, a little little insider knowledge on that one. They did open the roof. Uh, the story of this one for me was uh, it was an absolute ref show at the end. I don't know if you guys watched this, but uh, the Colts had a strip sack uh, at the end only for a phantom illegal contact to be thrown well after the play was over. Number one gripe with the refs is if you're going to call a flag, throw a flag, throw it when it happens, not as the play is ending. Um, secondly, that that wasn't bad enough. They call DPI in the end zone on a pass that was incredibly over the head of the receiver. No chance he was ever going to get it. Even if he was stretch Armstrong, he wasn't catching this one. And uh, even that, even that wasn't DPI, let alone the fact that it was uncatchable. It was not only not uncatchable, or it was uncatchable, and the contact did not warrant a flag. So... It ended up being a Browns victory, but this one's got an asterisk next to it, if you're asking me. Is that is that maybe because you Not picked Not anything the Colts? to do with that. No bias here. Uh, that is me sitting on the couch and agreeing uh, agreeing with the with Twitter on this one, or excuse me, X. Fans going off on, on, the, uh, on the social media airwaves, and rightfully so. This one should not have been a Browns victory. You can't live and die by one play, by one penalty, that is. Um, I don't know if you noticed in the Lions game, not to keep bringing it up, but Goff uh, threw a ball into the dirt on a screen, and he was called for intentional grounding. I also witnessed Gardner Minshew do the exact same thing today and not be called for intentional grounding. So um, they got away with that one, if, if you want to say that. His was at the foot of the receiver, at least. I... Yeah, Goff's was a pretty sad. Goff's was a pretty sad attempt. I mean, he didn't have time for anything else. I, I like other than, yeah, just take the sack, which he. I'm shocked he threw it. I texted you guys doing this. Is the last thing I'll say about these turd asses today. Why Goff loves to scramble and then go out of bounds to lose a yard or two? I'll never understand. You are. You're outside of the pocket. That is his biggest fault this year. But he's he does that all the time. <laughs> just get rid of it. Just throw it away. Take the incomplete pass. It just it it irritates me. It irritates me. You know what, Ben? The Colts lost. Get over it. Look, you are in the great state of Indiana, so I would think that you'd have a little more love for the Colts here. No, I don't care. Just get move on to the next one and take your big win. Why don't you cue it up? No. <laughs> All right, Bills at the Patriots. This one was an easy pick for me. Felt like the Patriots had this one. I should have bet on this one. <laughs> should have put the house on the Patriots here. I did really feel strongly about this one. Uh, more so a reflection of what I think the Bills are. The Bills suck, and it's the Dolphins' division to lose at this point, um, who I had winning this division. So I felt like there was just so much negativity about the Patriots coming in 1-5 and five that they were just due for a victory. That was more more the feeling I had towards this one. It's a summation of the NFL this year. 
that the Bills blow out the Dolphins 48 to 20, and now they're not that good, and they lost to the one and five Patriots. It, like that's just the NFL. The NFL is so unpredictable from week to week. Nothing from Andrew in this game. All right. I was trying to figure out the division standings over there and see if the Patriots could actually try to like sneak their way up it, but it just seems so insurmountable. I'm stopping. I'm I'm trying. That's why you heard silence on my end. I was trying to talk myself out of that. Silence of the lambs (laughs) over there. Um, The Bills are now four and three, so can't can't lose them anymore if you're the Bills in that division that's tough with the with the Dolphins and then the Jets. Who knows what to make about the Jets in that defense? Um, winning games without Sauce Gardner. So we'll see what we get the rest of the way in that division, which is contentious. Commanders at the Giants. We all had the Giants in this one until uh, the Giants lose their starting guard, left guard, I believe, right guard. I can't remember. Um, to which Mitch sent out a text and asked for this one to be a swinging gate. Switched his pick to the commanders. Andrew echoed him. Said he also wanted to jump ship. I said, I think something along the lines of, I don't know why, but the contrarian in me wants to stick with the Giants. So I stuck with the Giants here. And uh, feeling pretty good about this one too. Two in a row here for Ben, but the rest of the, the schedule not good. It just, it felt like with the guard out, they were already banged up. They had to go get someone off the Cowboys practice squad. They even, I think, dressed this week. I said no one. Daniel Jones didn't play. Oh, it just felt like it, this one to me says a lot more about the commanders than it does the Giants. This was a really weird game, too. If you guys were watching any of this on Red Zone or on the TV today, this one was just sloppy. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau dropped a the easiest pick six of that you pick will six. ever see. Um, and the end of the game was weird, too. Uh, on a fourth down stop, it just this whole game was just ugly. Um, two and five versus uh, Giants now two and five. They were one and five coming in this one. Commanders were three and uh, three and three and three, and now three and four. It was just an ugly showing across the board. Uh, no one needed to see this game today. Speaking of, we've talked about it a few times. Sorry, Andrew. This is this is Riverboat Ron's farewell tour. That's all this season has become for the commanders. Absolutely. But like speaking of weird endings, I don't know if you picked up on actually how it ended. Uh, so the the Giants couldn't actually run out the clock. They were going to have to punt it away and give the yes. commanders uh, the potential to come down on uh, last second play and win this game, tie it at least. And um, what what happened? A commander's player was injured, so they they were able to they, restart the the play clock, allowing them correct. to run the entire clock out. Right. Don't to, know if I I've ever to, seen uh, that. Now that was very bizarre, and um, I think it's to discourage players going down with fake injuries, right? Um, but yeah, that was really weird. The 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 commanders were going to have a chance if that if that didn't happen, which. I don't know. They probably would have done nothing. But anyway, yeah, weird one. Weird one there in New York. Falcons, Buccaneers. Uh, I don't know why I doubted doubted the Falcons in this one. Should have stuck with the Falcons picks that I've been having. Andrew, I I re-listened to the episode, and it, it was weird kind of how you picked this one. You've got Falcons written down here, but in the tape, I think you said something along the lines of, if Baker's not healthy... Give me the Falcons, but if Baker's healthy, give me the Baconeers. So, but you've got the Falcons it's written a, down. It's, I wasn't gonna, yeah, I wasn't gonna call it out because it was, it was all over the place. It it did happen. I think you you called for before I texted about the Commanders and sucked you down with me. This was your swinging gate game, I believe. I'm glad you guys bring this up. Uh, I believe you're right as well because. I thought I was taking crazy pills when I opened this dock up and I saw the Falcons and I thought, I went with these uh, nameless whatever loser team. There's no way I I picked these guys, but I was happy for the, for my own record's sake. Um, sounds like a discrepancy is going to gonna hose me out of another one. though. Maybe the shareholders can weigh in on this one. Go back and listen to it. Because um, it's kind of... I leave it up to you. It's kind of subjective in the in the fact that, well, 
do we really know if Baker was healthy in this one? It's, it's subjective, I think. Are you hurt or are you injured? How big can the swinging gate get? Uh, fairly large, apparently. Probably the width of the Grand Canyon at this point. Yeah, I'd say at least Niagara. Oh, which one's? I think I think we should maybe we should leave it up to the shareholder who uh, who we quoted on the last episode. See what they think. Whether you deserve the win. I'm going to go ahead and just give myself the loss now. <laughs> uh, okay, Steelers at the Rams. This one you and I both got the dub in Andrew. Um, TJ Watt going off in this one per usual, and a uh, good call, Andrew, on Najee Harris here um, on, uh, in the pre-show. Uh, did 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 look hungry out there. Steelers um, sneak this one out. They get a fourth and one conversion at the end that was questionable. Although north of the two minute warning, Sean Payton, not Sean Payton, Sean McVay had a time had no timeouts left, so they could not challenge this one. And uh, the Steelers were able to take three knees and head off back home to Pittsburgh, victorious here over the Rams. And uh, that, not much to say about this one. It was a good battle. Um, the interesting thing at the end was there was a DPI uh, called against the Rams, which was questionable, and then it was nullified because of the fact that the Steelers' wide receiver taunted, did the shh in his face, so the penalty is actually offset. But nonetheless, Steelers victorious here. Yeah, I think Najee scored his first touchdown of the year in this one. The Steelers got Deontay Johnson back. Kenny Pickett starting to look healthy out there. Um. Your black and yellow might make a run, but don't get your hopes too high. I think both these teams are playoff teams. Rams, yes, but the Steelers are that borderline team. The Rams aren't going to win their division, so they're going to have to come through the wild card. Steelers got a, Steelers still got a chance in that division. That's actually a really good point. Didn't think about that. And they've got the they've got the win already over the uh the Ravens the Ravens <laughs> the Ravens <laughs> that would have been so this is another example of the crazy how crazy the NFL has been this year because I would say the Ravens are a far and away better team than the Steelers yeah it's just weird it's just a weird league and that's why we love it week to week um, Seahawks. You know what it is? I I was in Pittsburgh for work. I took my talents to Again? Pittsburgh when, yes, and I didn't get back until yesterday. And the Lions needed me here in the Midwest. It's my fault. Well, my fault. Okay. Well, with counterpoint to that, you were at in attendance for the Seahawks game. <laughs> la, 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 la. Speaking of the Seahawks, they get the dub here over the Cardinals. They had no DK Metcalf in this one. Uh, seeing the notes here, laces out debacle here. What's the what's the question mark here? Yes. So you guys must not have seen this. So Prater missed a field goal today. I believe it was a field goal. Yeah. In the in the the placeholder, put the put, put the laces towards Prater, and Prater was livid on right the sideline. So. Slammed his helmet down. Oh yeah, yelled fuck. He like caught it all on camera. Like you have one job as a as a holder. Like, just make sure the laces are pointing towards where the ball should is, be going. Who's the holder, backup look. quarterback, punter? I couldn't. I have not the. I think it was a pretty throw. short kick too. It's not like it was a difficult kick for Prater at all. I think it was like thirty yard or somewhere in there. Well, if we're being fair, Prater's <laughs> Prater's normal no fly zone is anything less than fifty Correct. yards. And Lions fans know that all too well. Yeah, I didn't see much of this game. Twenty to ten, Seahawks over the Cardinals. I, I don't know what to make of this one. The Seahawks are four and two, which seems like like it's not possible that they're four and two. Obviously, they beat the Lions, but I don't know what. I don't know. If, I just don't see the Seahawks being a playoff team again this year. I just don't see. But they're four and two, so I guess maybe they got a chance. See, I I think the Seahawks are are a pretty solid team. I think um, Pete Carroll can be polarizing, but she, he's a good coach. I mean, the Seahawks are relevant every year. He's Pete Carroll's a, a damn good Agreed. football coach. The Seahawks are definitely a, a playoff team in my eyes. The weird thing about this game is they struggled early to get anything going, and it almost looked like one of those games where the Cardinals were going to hang around again, 
but it's just the Cardinals MO at this point. They're going to play everybody tough. They're going to give everybody a game, but ultimately just fall short. Josh Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs, once again, looking serviceable out there like he can play. And then what? What's so funny? Joshua? It just, the one you did that, it got so loud. Hmm. I don't know. Microphone. Microphone, microphone probably says otherwise once it runs through the compressor for the for the shoulders. So probably not gonna. I hope probably I hope not so. gonna get Turn, the same yeah, effect yeah, impact that you guys got on your end here in the Discord scared? call. Scared? I, I I also have a question, Andrew. Who do you? Because now you've you've got the Seahawks and the Rams in the playoffs. I assume you have the 49ers in the playoffs. You're, we're we're devoting all the playoff spots to the NFC West. Mitchell, it's not my uh, job to think of these things too deep. I give my immediate opinion based solely on gut, but that that poses a really good question. You know, you got to count the Niners as it. Um, I think the Seahawks probably going to get it, but yeah, I guess that leaves the Rams as the odd man looking out or looking in. Um, Great point. I'm glad you actually brought that up. Um, I could see the Rams not making it. Hey, the NFC East sent three teams to the playoffs last year. What? Who's to say the NFC West can't this year? Yeah, I still don't. You're you're really not that far off. I mean, because honestly, the NFC North is a disaster right now. The NFC South is a disaster. So they're really just vying against probably the NFC East sending a couple teams. You're not that far no, off. Not even. I just want to make even, sure. Not even just that far off. Checking. No. And the, the Rams have the tiebreakers. I mean, so far, they've, the Rams and the Seahawks have already played once. So the Rams beat the Seahawks in week one. So Rams have the edge there. As it stands right now, they'll play each other again later in the season. But right now, Rams have the edge over the Seahawks, minus the fact that the Seahawks are 4-2. So, yeah, it's something to watch for shareholders as we go down the stretch here, almost into week eight next week. So this uh, playoff talk is going to get hot here by week 10. Uh, we'll really be talking playoffs and playoff pictures and, and have a clearer view of this league right now. Pretty muddy, but the waters are getting clear. Packers heading to the Broncos. Speaking of the NFC North, the Packers go to Denver here. Andrew had this one chalked up as all you need is love. The Broncos come out victorious 17, uh, 19 to 17 on a close one here. The Packers got a late touchdown off of a tipped pass on fourth and two, but the Broncos were able to get into field goal range and get a field goal late. And then the the Packers throw, I believe, an interception to end the game or something of the sorts. I don't know about you guys, but Sean Payton clearly is running a bounty program. Another player ejected from the game today for uh, headhunting. Looks aggressive. Yeah. Didn't didn't did we miss? Sorry about the like head hunting, but did we miss somebody getting ejected today as well? That's what I just said. No, no, no. In another game. Oh, or was it this? Was it this game? I thought somebody well, got ejected in the Cardinals yes. game. Possibly the Cardinals as well. game for hitting an official when he was swiping at it was the Cardinals guard or one of the offensive linemen swatted at somebody on the Seahawks defense and when he swatted his on his follow through he hit the ref that was standing okay. in between them. Okay. Okay. I so, thought yes. that also happened, but yes, thank you. Uh Correct. I don't I didn't know about this one in the Broncos game then. Tell me about it. Uh, it was a pretty gnarly hit on a defensive defensive list receiver. Classic safety. Um classic safety Coming over the coming over the top and uh, hitting the defenseless receiver, so yeah, and it was it was in the head, and I definitely butchered defenseless, didn't I? Before that, um, he yeah, I mean, it was just it looked like Sean Payton of old. That's all I've got to say about this one. I like when you speak eloquently. It's rare. That was Greg Williams, by the way. Come on. Yeah, have a, little, have a little respect for Sean Payton. He's trying to do big things. Aren't we all? I Chargers. I just feel disgusted by this game. Uh, Can we move on? That's where I'm going. Chargers. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this. I feel defensively. Defensively? Nailed it. It's the word of the day. 
Chargers at the Chiefs. I had the Chargers in this one. This one sucks. Uh, we had the Swift versus the Superfan in this one. I don't know if you guys caught this, but T Swift obviously in attendance once again. But we also had the Superfan from the Los Angeles Chargers from last week after her virality last week on social media. Um, so we had a little little this and that going on. CBS didn't know which one they wanted to show more of, the Superfan or T Swift. And uh, Mitch, you called for this one to be a shootout. You were right. Although the Chargers failed the score in the second half. So that sucks. I was going to say it was a shootout for a little bit. Looked like this one might be first one to 50, but alas. I mean, do I have to say anything I... about this team? The Chiefs? The Chargers. The Chargers. Super Chargers. Yeah, look, it was closer than, it, <laughs> They're not closer good, than you thought I mean. it was going to be, though, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, but do they win games? What is their record right now? I think they're two and yeah, two and four. And does it look like they're going anywhere fast? Who do they have next week? That's a great question. Calculating Oops. Bears. The okay, Bears. they're gonna get the a bounce right. back. What's their rest of their schedule look like? See if they can do anything. Jets, Lions, Packers, Ravens, Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. Yeah, no, they're not gonna have a rough go here. They'll probably finish, yeah, six and eleven or seven ten, probably. Big step back. Justin Herbert, another wasted year. It's like Matt Stafford. That's what they say. All over again, right? That's what they're they saying. Are. Does does uh does anybody uh Herbert just got signed to a massive deal, correct? He was the highest paid quarterback for about five <laughs> highest paid quarterback for about five okay, seconds. Yeah. So he's there. So he's not like he's going anywhere. So it's a head coaching change, if anything. There. Kellen Moore about to take over as head coach? Question mark. No shot. See, I, I just don't understand the Kellen Moore love either. I feel like he got like the Cowboys bump, but he's not. I don't know. Everyone's entitled to their bad day. Ben Johnson certainly didn't turn any heads today. I was going to so, say that. That's the man that's probably number one there. Well, after today's showing, you know, I think we can we can all agree that this is somewhat of a positive, right? Is that, uh, you know, Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, this just fell on the ladder a little bit. So for head coaches in waiting uh, or head coaches, yeah, in waiting, that's a positive. We're just trying to look for any kind of spin here at this point. Spin cycle's over. This show's about over. Um, that That's a wrap on all the uh, NFL actions. We've got the Dolphins at the Eagles currently in action. Eagles are winning 3 nothing on Sunday Night Football. And then tomorrow night. Ooh, not for long, though, Benjamin. Is my, is my tracker not in, in, in sync here? The Dolphins are at... Well, it is in sync. The Dolphins are at the 22? Yeah. The Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, did they just fumble? I, the, the Dolphins have the ball at the at the Philadelphia mm. 20. Mm. So, uh, puts you in jeopardy a little bit here. It's third and It'll nine. It'll be a good third game. I like, I like that we're going. I'm just saying, like, it's, I, you know, I don't know who. I don't know who kicks field goals for anybody these days, but I like that we're going head to head. I like that this game means Finally. something more than it, you know, other than it's just being a game. Both, yeah, we all just... have both have the 49ers Monday. Okay, so yeah, this this will make the discrepancy well, then. It's funny because you said we all have like that's how you started it because the common man would think there's no way someone picked the Vikings over the 49ers, but the common man forgets we have one Papa Burgundy on this podcast who certainly picked the Vikings over the 49ers. There's a no doubter on this one. The Vikings need this to get their season on track, and it's and it's an absolute sink without Justin Jefferson here. So. If they want to do anything with this season, if they want to compete whatsoever, they're going to have to win tonight. And hey, as a fan of the NFC North and a Detroit Lions fan, I'll eat crow on this if they if they lose. So I'll be ecstatic if they lose. Here's the thing. Yeah, you've said many a times in the previous episodes that you think that the Lions two games against the Vikings later this season uh, will be meaningless because the Vikings seasons will be over. Season will be over. Yet you have them beating the 49ers here and calling for this p- to be potentially a propeller game. 
How many times I gotta talk? talk to you about slinging baloney dude it's part of the business dog <laughs> you could have a terrible week you could realistically Find go five and eight week this week that i've done well <laughs> yes. week one week one was pretty solid right i think i think I guess, somehow you're you know, still over 500 so i don't somehow i don't know how it's, i'm with you somehow 55 and 50 that, that gap is getting more and more <laughs> narrow though and yeah Okay, um, I, I don't know. What are we gonna do here? College football, I guess. Um, Andrew is off screen. Um, <laughs> Bear, well, not all the way. <laughs> Founder of conspiracy in the depths. Currently, uh, Iowa loses one in a heartbreaking fashion. I don't know if you guys watched this game or saw the uh, the aftermath. That was that was. See, trash. I like the call. That's that trash. Oh, I thought I had to go up though. I thought he, I thought he well, weighed that's down. Correct, he did weigh, but you can't do anything with your your left arm or your your. You can't. He was pointing with the right arm, and then he was waving like this with the left arm. So you can't. They called it an illegal fair catch signal, the, which they didn't call. Oh, right. I just think like anyone does that. He's just saying like like probably screaming fire, fire, get away from whatever it is. Like get away from the ball, get away from the ball. Yeah, that's screamed. Uh, that's screamed money on the game. That's, yeah, I'm I'm with uh I'm with Andrew. I just like to see Iowa lose. What was it? It just kind of sucks because it's like it dilutes the Big Ten. Like the Big Ten just, which the Big Ten really is Ohio State and Michigan, and Penn State can't figure out how to win a big game. So it's like you know I don't know. James Franklin's comments. The gap James is Franklin's big. comments after the game was was something to behold. I don't know if you guys saw this, but oh, oh I missed it. Really, like he said. Something to the effect of basically uh, today we, we you saw two of the best battle at battle at, uh, in the NFL or in the NFL in the in, in college football we saw two of the best go at it today. It's like, well, I'm not sure about that. Your quarterback played very poorly. I I liked Penn State going in. Yeah, I I liked Penn State going in, but I think they got exposed a little bit. And I mean, if you're uh, I, I know it's in the notes, but. If you're Ryan Day and you saw Michigan is just absolutely rolling everybody now that Harbaugh's back, you got to be shaking a little bit. Yeah, Michigan, one patty short of a 50-burger against Michigan State. An absolute showing. And if you're a Michigan fan, you got to feel pretty good about what you saw Penn State versus Ohio State. You feel like you should beat both of those teams. You know, any given Saturday, anything can happen. But you got to be feeling pretty good about it after that true test game for both of those teams. Um, obviously, Ohio State had played Notre Dame in this uh, earlier in this season. Hard to make of what that win really looks like, um, especially with Notre Dame only bringing ten players to the last what two or three plays. So, Michigan will have a date with Penn State here shortly in a couple weeks. That one's at Penn State in Happy Valley, so that changes the aspect of the game, the landscape a little bit differently than this one here. Penn State going into Ohio State. I would just like to say that this whole this whole like cheating thing is so stupid. I, I like I love how all the NFL guys are coming to the defense of Michigan of like that's just scouting. Like my, my question is and and why it's only illegal. My understanding of the rule is it's only illegal if the person if someone's going in person. You're gonna see all of that stuff on film, anyways. It's not illegal to watch film. So if the legality is only in question because you sent someone versus watching it all on film, I, I just don't understand it. And even like now, all the analysts are saying nothing is gonna happen. Like nothing will happen from this because it's it's too hard to prove. And I don't know. I just don't get it. I I don't understand why there's such a small rule and why we had to. Do this big public. There's an investigation. This is the same organization that crucified a man for buying a hamburger for a kid, but yet swept several several violations by SEC schools under the rug. So, I mean, do you expect anything I, else? Th- yeah, the NCAA sucks. Uh, I, I mean, no, I, I, just, I hope that I uh, somebody's learning from the Live Tour and that we get a branch off of the NCAA and we get something, a better... A better uh, 
product is the word I'm looking for there. We need a better product out on out on Saturdays because it's it's not enticing to look to watch anymore. Really, not not enticing. Okay, all right. That's a big Wait. that's a big statement there from the founder. I'm already, you know, I'm already half checked out on college football as it is, but wait for the next couple of years. It's just going to be, it's just going to be a running joke. See, I think it's getting better. I like the playoffs. I mean, I think the, the 12 team playoff is cooler. I just, I, I think the NCAA as an organization is a joke. I think something there needs to yeah, change nil and the in the conference realignment really changing the landscape of things um did you guys see this that uh michigan congress whatever you want to call them has opened the door up for nil for high school students now i didn't even i didn't even realize that that would be illegal but yeah my my uh family member brother <laughs> cool. sent me this this article from the Cranes Detroit business article. Uh, high school athletes could be compensated under a new House pass bill, which was passed 66 to 43 and sent to the Senate, which would generally prohibit high schools, athletic associations, and conferences from enforcing rules or limits against 9th through 12th graders fully participating in sports if they use their NLO, NIL rights. So basically, we could be talking about high school students getting paid here. At least in the state of Michigan. Yeah, I don't see that having a ton of legs, to be honest. It, it, you're talking about maybe, I don't even know how many kids in the state, but like at most, probably one kid per team in Division Three and up getting sponsored. I, I don't think it's like a huge, a huge thing. Yeah, I think the only time good it would for them. come into play, Stay you know, paper. is playoffs i mean when when you're trying to sell local ads for playoff spots that's the only time it'll really come into play i don't know if any other states have this but i thought that was interesting i mean if you're a high school senior and you want to run ads for a local car car lot whatever local bank landscaping company i mean listen if Fazoli's would have come to me in high school. I wouldn't even have taken money. I'll take. I, you want to just give me some free meals? I'm I'm there. hundred oh, percent. Fazoli's man, I really do. Oh. X. Or two in Fort Wayne. Zero here, I think. Although I said the same thing about Red Robin, and look, there's five I think total. So, yeah, but I don't think Fazoli's has footprints this deep here in the uh, great state of Texas. In the, the south. south, yeah. Uh, and then uh, last thing here in college. Well, you do you so you so you have so you so you have. I one, do so. Yeah. Do you want me to send Is you the this address? Fake news. You better not be teasing me. They That's have Fazoli's here. I thought that was totally a midwestern thing. It's got good. It's got good reviews too. Oh, it looks like we got one over in San Marcos as well. I don't know. I don't know exactly where you're at. Ooh, that's in the a long way city, for me. but okay. Seems like I just found out. <laughs> well, and it, it, it's closed right now. It's closed at closes at eight p.m. That's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess it's Sunday, but it's in it's in the travel centers of America. Oh, that's disgusting. No, no, no! Don't don't slam on. On TNA, you said they have some of those that uh, TNA. They have some that uh, the one I think close to the border of Michigan or Illinois. I can't remember. It's got a Fazoli's and a Popeyes in it. It's just like the ultimate mm, combo. Debatable. Oh, you know, Bucky's is the real stronghold down here. So it's hard to it's hard to digress from Bucky's to travel centers or whatever they're called, Travel America or whatever. Yeah, I've only heard legends. Legends. Oh, the Bucky's. Yeah, no, it's something to behold for sure. They, the rate that they're going in expansion, they might be in Michigan, Indiana, here in the next couple of years. Same awesome. with in and out, both expanding their footprints. Um, 
Caleb Williams out of the running for the Heisman, it seems. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but struggled against Utah. I think uh, I think we could see Caleb Williams just hanging it up and saying, "I want to go to the draft," and he might just he might just mail in the rest of the season. He might just sit it out. What do you guys think? I yeah, I just I think he hurts his stock draft more and more every every single week. It's a he's still a well, freak. It's though. a catch twenty two at this point. I mean, you know, you said it yourself about Sam Laporta and the Lions draft room questioning. You know, what do you what do you think about blocking? You know, it's the same thing about going out there and and putting on the pads and competing week to week. What's a what's an NFL team gonna think if you're like, yeah, you know what? I was I was out of the running for. Heisman, our team wasn't really doing well, and I didn't want to hurt my stock anymore, so I just stopped playing. I think that's an even worse look. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll actually stop playing, but I could I could see him, you know, considering that. All right, it's closing time. It's time to land this plane. It's time to get out of here. Um, shareholders, heads up, tune in. Uh, listen up for this little message here. We're not going to have a show next Sunday because the Lions have their game on Monday night against the Raiders. So no show Sunday. We'll have a full recap of the Lions versus Raiders as well as week eight in the NFL. We'll have a full wrap-up show all together on the Tuesday following the game on Monday night. Uh, We will still be back here on Wednesday. So meet back here on Wednesday night into Thursday for walkthrough Wednesday. Still have the same schedule as always. For the shareholders however that change will happen next sunday and then of course after that we have the bye week so we'll talk about what our schedule is going to be there um so tune in heads up stay strong lions five and two not the performance we wanted to see today however it's a long season we can only hope they build on this and uh crush the raiders here coming up next week uh no joke to end the show this week because the lions already have that Yeah.